to episode 15 of Rising Tide Radio, the podcast for female leaders who lift each other up. I'm Jennifer Hogan, one of your hosts, along with my friend, Allison Apsey. We love getting to connect with you and hearing from you when an episode is especially relatable. Join us for a discussion about leadership and life lessons that will leave you inspired and motivated. Hi, Jen. Hey, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Allison Apsey. I'm an elementary principal in Michigan, and I am passionate about finding the beautiful lessons in everything we experience and about helping others thrive. It's so great to be back with you, Allison. I just love this. I'm Jennifer, a school leader in Alabama, where I'm passionate about encouraging and empowering others to be their very best. And just hearing your voice always makes me smile. I think I say that every time, but it's the truth. I know, right? <laughs> and being in different parts of the country makes this so fun. It does. And in fact, right now I am sitting in my car in a parking lot because I'm between appointments and Jennifer says she's able to record. I'm like dropping everything <laughs> and we're going to do this from the car. But I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have today because whether we are in school in person or we are remote, there are always opportunities for coaching conversations. And today we have three tips to help any school leader, really, or anyone who wants to help a colleague with coaching. So three tips for coaching conversations today. Absolutely, Allison. I think that you are just spot on when you talk about whether we're in the school or whether we're in a virtual setting. Um, It's so important to um, deliver good coaching messages. And I think the tips that we have today are applicable, whether it's an in-person setting or a virtual setting. And um, not to say that, that we are the experts in coaching, but I think that we have a lot of experience to draw from. And so I'm really excited to share these today. Um, I just, I want to share the first tip. And, uh, you know, it's that it starts with mindset. That's kind of the the first tip. And so when I think about this quote, it starts with mindset. We have to remember that the feedback we give is not for us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's for the person that we're coaching. And when we feel like we're giving a gift and we're helping someone grow, we're empowering someone else, we're being generous and compassionate and having empathy for the other person goes along with the compassion. And so I think when we approach coaching with a genuine desire to help the other person, we give them the feedback in order to help them reach a goal. Yes. Yeah. I think this, this is an important tip to start with. And when I approach a coaching conversation, I not only think through what my mindset's going to be, I lay it out there on the table. I will say to the coachee, whoever I'm talking with, my job right now is to add value. And it, it is really about value added because if this conversation doesn't add value to you as a professional or as a person, it's a waste of both of our times. Uh-huh. So that's our focus. And, and really, there is joy, such joy to be found in helping others. And, and if we have a mindset when we're walking into this conversation thinking, I cannot wait to help him or her grow. It helps us find that joy in the conversation. And 
as we talk today, we're going to circle back to listening, but we cannot truly help unless our coaching conversation starts with truly listening. And I think that's a nod back to what you said, Jennifer, in that this conversation is not about us as the coaches. It is all about the coachee and really listening to what the coachee has to say is so important in any feedback conversation. Yeah, when we think about leading with empathy um, in terms of having those coaching conversations, you know, we can't have empathy without that listening um, piece. We have to truly listen to what that coachee is, is having to say and what they're feeling um, before we could even, you know, help to, you know, make that other person grow or help them to, um, you know, work through a situation. So, um, yeah, I, d- I think that's, you're just, you're spot on today, Allison, <laughs> recording from the car. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, our second tip um, is a quote from Brene Brown. And, you know, we're both Brene Brown fans. And she says, clear is kind. And I'm sure so many of our listeners have heard that quote and um, know how much we love Brene Brown and respect her work. And and I think about this quote when I have to give feedback myself, that clear is kind. And I'm going to share a process uh, with you and our listeners of how I get clear. And hopefully it'll help, you know, someone today. And so when I want to get clear um, with the coachee, I always want to recognize what's going well. You know, that, that means really paying attention to their strengths and things that they're doing well. But then along with that, what are some of those specific changes that will serve the person, will serve that coachee in the future? So there are strengths that we all have. That doesn't mean that there's things that we can't change so that we can be better in the future. And so when I think about those two things, my next step is to think, what words am I going to use as the coach to describe those strengths as well as those needs to the coachee? And then the fourth one is such a practical tip on getting clear, and that is just to practice. <laughs> you know, you, you can't just know the words ahead of time, but you got to say them out loud. Um, when you do it the first time, when you practice the first time, it feels funny. Um, But then when you realize the benefits of saying them and getting very clear so that you can benefit your coachee, it is extremely, extremely valuable. Yeah, that that practice is awkward, but important. And especially if if like you're just in the beginning stages of your leadership or coaching journey. But really, anytime we approach a crucial conversation, having that practice is important. And I want to take a pause and talk about one of the words that you used as you go through your process of getting clear. And that is the word serve. You said, what are the specific changes that will serve the person in the future? I think that is a mindset also. So it's going back to tip number one, you're looking to provide a service. You're looking to serve the person you're coaching. And, and then if, if you approach those changes, which with a, a mindset of this will serve you in the future. I think um, rather than saying like, this, here's an area where you must improve. Sometimes we need to say that, but we can also soften that blow a little bit of this piece of information or this change could really serve you in the future. I love that, Jennifer. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that connection too. So one of the things I wanted to, to connect with again <laughs> is being a good listener. 
Because Mm -hmm. if we're looking to get clear and we're listening really carefully, we often can tie that specific feedback to things that the coachee has already said. So if we're asking the right questions, if we're looking for like, what's on your mind? What's, what's a challenge right now that you're facing? What else? What's another challenge that you're facing? You know, what, what are the steps that you've taken to address the challenge? Where would you like my help? If you were asking those questions in our coaching conversation, we're often going to hear that, that area for strengthening come out in what they say. And then if we, if we use that, if we say like, hey, here's what I heard from you, what goal do you have in mind associated with this? Or how can I support you? Can I help you? How can I help you grow in this area? Um, because it's, and it is empowering for the coachee when it's something that they have already brought up. It's something that they have recognized. They're going to approach that change or that feedback mm-hmm. with a more open mindset, knowing that we're really listening to them and want to empower them to grow in the way that they want to grow. You know, I, I, I was sitting here just processing what you were saying, and I was thinking back to um, when their coaching conversations do happen and the coachee comes into the conversation and sometimes it goes like this. The coach meets with the coachee. The coach talks about strengths, talks about weaknesses, creates a plan and moves on. (laughs) And, you know, it, it doesn't speak to what you just said about being a good listener because the coachee um, also has goals and fears and, um, you know, we need to listen to that as we're, as we're trying to help someone and coach them and empower them to be their very best, you know, we're going to have to listen to what their goals and dreams are as they articulate them. So I just, you know, I I can't emphasize enough um, and underscore that all those things that you said about being a good listener and, and just remembering that, you know, going forward, especially in this virtual environment where um, in some cases, it seems like we have slowed down and done a lot of that, taken the time right. to meet and to listen. But there are also many things that um, we've rushed through or minimized because um, of time. And so I just would hope that as we do stay in this virtual environment, that um, we do take that time to listen to our coaches. Right, right. And sometimes, you know, like I have this mindset of like right now, like good enough is good enough. Like we and we're making up things as we go. And it, like you said, it is still important to to pause and to have these kind of deep, deeper level conversations, even in this just strange kind of world we're living through. Mm-hmm, for sure. And so I'm going to let you talk about this, this last tip um, that we kind of came to. And, and that is about the coaches summarizing the main points at the end, because, um, because this is a tip that I was not um, as familiar with, and I don't practice as much, but I'm gonna let you um, talk about it first. And then and then we can maybe wrap up. Yeah. So one of my mentors suggested that at the end of a coaching conversation, the coachee, not the coach, summarizes the main points of the conversation. And I have found incredible value in this because our ears, our minds are so tuned into negative feedback. And if, mm-hmm. if 
the coachee perceives anything that I'm saying as criticism or negative feedback, which in a lot of coaching conversations, there are components uh, as we're looking to grow and improve. I might ask questions that would have the coachee rethinking some of his or her practices. And so at the end of the conversation, if I say to the coachee, please like summarize what you heard, they're going to rattle off all of the areas of growth they, they have, all of the perceived criticisms that were included in the conversation. They don't rattle off as quickly all the strengths that we listed, listed or the, the things that they revealed throughout the conversation. So it's really important if we want them to walk away with the right message, it's really important that at the end of that conversation, we, we do that wrap up. So one scenario could be the coach says, before we wrap up, let's talk about, let's talk over the main points of our conversation. Pause. And then the coachee then goes on to list every area for improvement and then tack on some. And so they're walking away feeling depowered, maybe not valued and really bad about themselves. And that's not how I want anybody to walk away from coaching conversation. Mm-hmm. So I, then, you know, we might say, okay, you're a good listener. Um, when we were talking about areas for improvement, but we spent just as much time talking about your strengths. What did you hear there? And I want that coachee to list those strengths before he or she walks out the door, because that's going to help them have the strengths to tackle those areas for improvement. Mm-hmm. So um, another scenario, often I will say, before we wrap up, let's talk over the main points of our conversation. And then the coachee can't list any of the, the main points of the conversation because mm-hmm. there may be e- emotional at the time because sometimes mm-hmm. it is an emotional conversation. So then I can say, I totally get it, that it can be hard to summarize our conversation in just a few points. How about I share my major takeaways and then you can share your strengths and, and have the coachee still walk out the door with summarizing again the, the major points, the, the feedback, and then the strengths before they walk out the door. I just think it's, it's a crucial ending to any kind of coaching conversation. I so appreciate this tip. And, you know, I, I really learned from this because I don't currently do this in um, coaching meetings. I might summarize, but I, I don't ask the coachee to summarize. And, and I'm going to start doing this immediately. Um, you know, I always ask, what kind of support that I can give the other person, but I think it would be helpful for them and for me to ensure that they've heard the strength I shared and understood the concerns that I shared Um, and make sure, like you said, that they're not so focused on um, what they need to do or what they need to change that they forget about those strengths that they have and that are recognized and so I, you know, I appreciate the scenarios you shared and having the phrases too. And, and I'm going to be saying them out loud before <laughs> I use them. <laughs> Using that practice tip. That's so right. one, of the, one of the things I picture at the end of a conversation is who this coachee is going to call to talk over the conversation with. And mm-hmm. I often picture mm-hmm. the coachee's mom, that they're going to mm-hmm. walk out the door, gather their stuff in the classroom, head to their car and call their mom on the way to the car and say, hey, I just had a conversation with my principal. And I think about what do I want that coachee to be saying to his or her mom? 
And that's why I, th- I think like in my mind, that picture is so strong at the end that we practice that con- the, the recap of the conversation so that it's an accurate description of the entire conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, such good advice. Such good advice. I always love getting to talk with you and, you know, and, and part of the podcast process is that we brainstorm these topics and we get to talk about our own experiences and share what we think might be helpful for our listeners. And so I just loved getting to brainstorm about this episode and uh, always getting to share with you. Oh, Jennifer, um, right back yeah. at you. Yeah, and to all of our listeners, all of you who are listening and your rising tides for those around you, we would love to hear about your coaching conversations, whether you're the coach or the coachee. You can share your challenges, your treasures with us on social media using the hashtag Rising Tide Radio. And we just appreciate all of your interactions and letting us be a part of your journey. Keep rising, everyone. Wonderful. Thank you so much to our listeners. And thank you, Jennifer. Until next time.